Watch a full-length movie on YouTube With Mike Spiegelman Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube With Mike Spiegelman Let's watch a Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to pee outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh, duh. Let's watch a W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Welcome to Mutiny Radio. The acronym stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Welcome to Mutiny Radio. Thank you, Mike. Happy to be here in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco. That's right. Whatever day this is airing, November you know, something. <laughs> we, we stream first on Mutiny Radio here in the Mission District. Uh, every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, SFT, as it were, uh, or NJT would be 5 p.m. New Jersey time. Mm-hmm. NJT. Uh, we like to watch a full-length movie uh, on YouTube with you, and we would like you to listen to our podcast and watch the movie at the same time. And I do say podcast. If you're not listening to us live, perhaps you're listening to our podcast that drops under our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And we also have a YouTube channel with the same acronym, which is... L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Sounds great, Carl. Good to see you again. What movie are we seeing today? Today we will watch the Buster Keaton story, 1957. The Buster Keaton story, 1957. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. engine and the channel we like is called Make Em Laugh. Now, we, we are friends of Make Them Laugh. We've watched a movie on that channel before. Uh-huh. What did Donald? we see? I don't remember. I don't remember either. But I just remember laughing my ass off. Oh, oh, oh. Got to make them laugh. All oh, right, so go ahead. We are going to be watching, as Carl said, The Buster Keaton Story from 1957. Keaton. Type in the title. Type in the year. And uh, when you see Make Them Laugh, that is the uh, channel that is hosting the movie we're watching. Click the link, hit pause, relax, smoke a doob, move the timer to zero, zero. Drink it. Take a drink. <laughs> Man, you must be fucked up before this movie. You the type that drinks before you even, like you eat all the popcorn during the, the trailer and then you drink like everything. I'm going to sneak in a bottle of booze and then it's like gone. <laughs> well, That's happened in my life that I've had the popcorn before the movie starts. Not in this case, not in this case. It was a uh, banana. This movie is so suspenseful, you will be holding popcorn on your fingertips to your mouth, unable to complete the task. Right? I guess. Unable to go. All right. So we want you to go ahead and find it. Carl, you are bananas. Yeah, whoa. Oh, you're doing a little slapstick? You slipped that joke in. You slipped that joke in, and it appealed. Carl, in honor of Buster Keaton, is going to take a banana peel and throw it randomly in his house. Just like in that, uh, in Fishburgers, you had the banana 
it was best love drug songs and you yeah you, you ate the banana and you go whoa <laughs> we should mention and i think this is appropriate because uh we did a better job than this movie if you ask me <laughs> Uh, 30 years ago, we had a public TV, uh, public access TV show on New Jersey yeah. Cable, suburban, uh, Essex County Suburban Cable. Uh, yeah, it was Storer. No, it wasn't Storer Cable. It was, yeah, Suburban suburban Access. Was that it? Yeah, I think so. So, and now public access TV shows, that's so 30 years ago. Find We've it on doing... YouTube, though. Look, Fish Burgers, it's the name of the channel. You'll see Mike as yes. a young man. Yeah, you're very young. Still stumbling over every word he speaks. Right, but I'm drunker and smokier than I was as I am now. Yeah. Uh, youth. All right, well, so you got a recommendation? Check out our Fish Burgers page on YouTube. And we want you to go ahead, find the movie. Sounds complicated, but don't worry. We are going to talk to a celebrity comedian, give you a couple minutes to get yourself ready. Yeah. Learn about a new guy, a new comedian, new woman. I don't know. I haven't heard this yet, but I'm really excited. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Rebecca Caddis. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you. Now, you and I know each other out there on the comedy scene. We're always bumping into each other at a show, Chip Ambrosio or uh, Anthony Quinn or something. We see each right. other open mics. How long have you been doing comedy? Because you've been out there as long as I have. It'll be seven years in December. Wow, seven years. Yeah. Okay. That's, that added up quick. I mean, you know. Yeah, I started when I was 40. That was like my mother got me a class for my 40th birthday. Oh, how nice. Yeah. Now, you are a teacher, and mm -hmm. this is your profession. And just like me, we have our regular job, and we have our comedy job. So I'm wondering, because I hear all these stories about teachers, has comedy ever, in a bad way, bumped into your teaching, threatened your job? Uh, no. I, yeah, I really try. I mean, I don't I, – I've mentioned it in passing, but it's not like I, I crowd work my students or anything. I, you know, I, I, um, I don't have a lot out there that's easy to find. You would have to really want to find me. Gotcha. Uh, if you didn't, you know, you you would have to really have a great curiosity to start digging around as a student or a parent, and the students don't care. That sounds like you're really safe. I mean, I've interviewed teachers on this podcast for the countdown who have gotten into trouble. One of them even got let go. Right. I think I know who you're talking about. Um, no, you have to you have to be careful. Yeah. If you want if you want to keep your job, if you want to you know keep your car on the road. Now, your fellow comedians are a debauched group of misfit degenerates. Now, they get up there at the open mics and they just let it all fly. Now, I've seen you at the open mics visibly shocked by their content, and you even comment on it when you get up and start doing your routine. Tell me right. about it. How do you feel about this? How do you handle it? Well, you know, it, it doesn't, it, you know, unless it's directed, it's, you know, directed at me, which usually it, it isn't, not that they're respectful, so respectful, but I think they know better, uh -huh. Uh -huh. you know, but um, other than that, I mean, you really, you, you can't be easily offended if you're going to enjoy comedy, get on shows, go on open mics. It's not, you know, it's not my job to uh, correct, you know, I'm not their teacher. 
<laughs> and also I say what I want too, and I can, you know, I can I can go I can go a little blue. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen you go blue, but it's a nice blue. These guys, yeah, you know, I, I know that you're not offended, but I do see your jaw drop at some of the things they say. Right. Well, you know what it is? You know what? The th it's most mostly the things when somebody says something, they can say it as shocking as they want. And, you know, like the, the comic saying is you can say anything you want as long as it's funny. Um, it's got to be if it's funny and clever enough, you could talk about anything. Um, but if it's not quite funny enough or clever enough, it's just kind of nasty. And um, I'm, the one thing that I'm not a fan about, like I said, I'm not offended, but um, mis like misogyny makes me zone out. It's it's overdone. It's you know, and um, you know, there's there's just so sometimes I'm like. I can't believe you're going for that low-hanging fruit again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the next place where it's going to go. You are a female comedian, and there just aren't a lot of you out there, you know? Do you have any issues in comedy not getting booked or not getting paid attention to or something like that? Anything you want to express about being a female comedian? Um, you know what? Not really. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know... You know, I don't. I don't think it would have to do with my gender. More, uh -huh. I think um, sometimes I don't. You know, I'm also I'm I'm also not the same. I'm also you know, like at least a half a generation or a generation older than the majority of the comics out there. So I have to fight a little harder for them to even listen. Gotcha. gotcha. Huh. It, are you a comedian or a comedian? Comedian. Okay. So. What about Anthony Quinn? You've been on his podcast, right? Yes. He regularly has you on. Were you on late night? I think you were. I was on late night once, and I was on uh, I was on a lot of podcasts, mostly during the pandemic. But um, sometimes, if there's uh, you know he's you know he's got the conspiracy podcast and the food addict podcast, and both of those I find relatable. Right. And uh, you know, so if I heard something or you know saw something, I you know uh, once or twice I said, "Did you ever do a podcast on that?" Because if not, I want it. You know. Gotcha. Uh, now you're yeah. a little foolish. You're very often invited on his podcast. Other people go on like once or twice. You know, I mean, you're, right. you're a little should feel a little honored, right? Yeah. No, I do, and I enjoy it. Yeah. You know, I, I enjoy talking about things because they're not things you can bring up in, in you know, in in conversation. You like, you know, like I eat myself silly and I like to talk about Scientology uh, all day long. But, you know, you can't just, you know, you can't you can't just start off like that. And, you know, right. Most, most people don't want to don't want to engage in that conversation. I appreciate that uh, that he he, uh, he indulges my my quirks. <laughs> yeah, it's the right audience, the right environment, listening, you know, so it's it's good to uh, have an outlet because I've been there too. There's things that I can talk about on Anthony Quinch. You know, if I'm at Thanksgiving dinner, nobody wants to hear about Scientology. They're exactly. Not yeah. <laughs> okay, so Rebecca Caddis, how can people find you out there on the interwebs? on social media, where can they get a hold of you? And not that students should, and you know, check you out, go to a show. My face is very easy. My Facebook is Rebecca Cadiz, and my Instagram is RM Cadiz, R as in Rebecca, M as in Mary Cadiz. Um, and so I'm pretty easy to find. Um, and I am uh, very easy to book, hint, hint. <laughs> 
No, it's C A D I Z. C A D I Z for the audio listeners. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, speaking yes. of those audio listeners, it's very important that everyone at home presses play at the same time we do here in the studio. We are pleased to watch this film. So why don't you go ahead, Rebecca Caddis, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, celebrity comedian, for that countdown. That's actually very interesting. I'm glad yes. I'll, I'm going to hear it later. I think Good. that was probably one of our best, if not the best, celebrity comedian countdown we've had. Hands down the best. You know, this is the sad, happy, loving story of one of the immortals of the silent screen. Uh, this is, is the sad, Arbuckle? happy, incorrect story. Because this movie incorrect? is all wrong. What are you talking about? It says the Harold Lloyd story. <laughs> no, Buster Keaton. But anyway, it's all like they amalgamate characters and they uh, make up stuff and they don't show the whole picture. And this film's pretty bad. It was written by a very talented guy, a talented TV producer and director. He did, was doing movies at this point, um, Sidney Sheldon. But uh, but he didn't do a good job with this film's story. It is not really Buster Keaton. Now, Buster Keaton was still alive, of course, at this time. He was going to do It's a Mad, 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 Mad World in like 65, maybe 63. This is 57. So uh, he's, he's alive and well when they he's released it. He's alive and well. And he got 50 grand to give his the rights to his film. Now, look to his life. Now... Right there, it says the three Keatons. Yeah. And they're the lowest billing. Right. Well, right away, they're wrong. That what do is, you mean? They weren't lowly billed. They they were highly billed. They were headliners many times. Now, like you might say, well, there's many points in their career, but they, this, you'll see, it'll fast forward to the future and they'll still be at the bottom, the lowest rung. That's just not the truth. They were an established act, and people, you know, they were headliners. Now, were they called? Were they called the? Was that? They were part of the Harry Houdini show, where he would do the magic and everything. Punch your gut for a dollar. Nah, not today. Thanks, uh, Buster. <laughs> now, Buster got fifty grand for this, and that made him financially solvent for the rest of his life. He was able to buy a house in uh, San Fernando Valley. And that was the house he lived in until he died. He, um, it, 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 this movie doesn't do a good service by Buster Keaton, but it certainly paid him. Now watch, there's little Buster, and he can't get a bite to eat. It's so watch him fight for it. Give me that! <laughs> <laughs> the first time I ever saw this, I really felt bad for Buster. He couldn't even, I mean, he was, when he came through the door, he was like starving. Right. I said, go and eat, Buster. Oh, the three Keatons. This is my favorite yeah. act. Yeah. It's Michael, Diane, and Buster. And and it's uh, Tito, Jermaine. <laughs> now, this kind of doesn't make sense to me. He's going to, like, swing a basketball, <clears throat> which I think would hurt. Maybe it's not a basketball. But I don't get the setup. Why is it occurring? Is he dressing down wow. the singing opera star? He, but, but, but is that a thing? When, when you don't like the opera, you... A, a, a guy with the baseball, with the basketball. 
This reminds me of that game we would play at school. Oh, he fell off the table. Right. Whoa. Now, that was by mistake, and he's hurt. Oh. I'm the audience, Carl, and I love it. I'm a Bavillian audience member of Mike, right. my pal Carl, and we are just rip-roaring. Well, actually, because the audience laughed so much, every single show that they would do this sketch in, he would on purpose fall from that point forward. Why would Abraham Lincoln make his son fall every show? <laughs> 1904. Yeah, oh, it was only 50 years ago. 16 years later... 16 Later, and they're, they're at the bottom. still at the bottom of the Below barrel. the dogs. Right, they're under the dogs. Uh oh, the it's only the two Keatons. Because Buster's off to Hollywood. Oh, yeah, I just read that in the newspaper. You know, Standard Act splitting up. Many try Hollywood. They're going to do th that throughout the whole film. They're going to give us plot points that are overarching by newspaper article. Now, listen, I want you to know that's not true at all. No. He, okay. Buster Keaton bumped into Fatty Arbuckle in Manhattan, okay? And that's where they were filming. He worked for um, Arbuckle for like three years before they together moved out to Hollywood. I might be wrong on the time frame there, but I'm saying it just isn't this. This movie has him crashing the gate. You know what I mean? Right. Sneaking yeah. onto the lot and getting discovered. Just a bunch of hooey. You know, this is a very oh. famous studio. Oh, that's very famous. Now, look, here's Buster trying to get in, faking his way in, as if real life is one of his movies. Yeah. And we should mention Donald O'Connor. We, we talked about him before. He's from uh, Singing in the Rain. And uh, he was in Francis the Talking Mule. That's right, where we know we this guy. just saw, yes. Yes. We, we saw him join the wax, which is wax because he's not even a chick. And that's the joke. <laughs> oh, Wait typical backstage. I did cheap trick for our theme song for that. Oh, you did? Yeah, you'll hear L -W -A -F -L -L -O -Y -T. That's right. I love it. Yeah, we picked the perfect name for our show. Sure, it's about 12 letters. Yeah, we didn't pick it. You didn't pick it. I didn't pick it. The studio gave it to us. The Look, studio. it's a clunker, but you've embraced it. And you said, that's right, bitches. L-W-A-F-L. Yeah, good luck. Good luck well, finding it. It's the Remember. internet world. You can't use normal words. You have to have something completely unique. You made that up pre-pand. You embraced that pre-pandemic. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm ahead of my time. Oh, I could do better. Now, okay. He does not do a good job. Um, Peter Laurie. Yeah, Peter, Peter Laurie. Laurie. He's all right. He's on your side. He's not Sydney Green Street. Do you know that song by the Jazz Butcher? Peter Lorre, Peter Lorre, he's all right. He's on your side. He's not. Sydney Green Street from Maltese Falcon. Yeah, from Maltese Falcon, but also nine other films they did together. Sydney uh, Green Street and, and Peter Lorre did nine films was, total? Uh, the second of the nine films which Lorre and Green Street appeared in together. Yeah. Um, we're talking, we're skipping a bunch of his history, but that's cool. He started. The Maltese Falcon in 41 was the first one with like Humphrey Bogart and Sidney Greenstreet. Sure. And Casablanca is the famous one. He would do nine in total. That's a lot. Oh, that's right. I forgot he was in Casablanca and Maltese Falcon. I'm a, a Maltese Falcon man. I've seen that mm -hmm. movie numerous times. And I've seen Casablanca once at a film class that got upset because I was breathing through my mouth too hard. And they kept looking <laughs> at me. 
Now, listen, I got to tell you right now, Casablanca is the good film, and Maltese Falcon is very bad. It's flat. It's very poorly written. What are you talking about? He's a total shithead. Look, his partner dies. First thing he does is scrape the guy's name off the door. He's done with him. (laughs) It's a good movie. It's a good movie. He's a shit heel. He's a total shit, and he (laughs) he sells out everybody at the end. It's a great movie. I, I watched Maltese Falcon more times than I watched Casablanca. I know. I know. I think that's backwards, but... (laughs) <laughs> okay, so Buster has now broken into the set, and he is making his rounds. And the first thing he did was he was talking to the casting director, and he didn't know it. And he was talking down to her and being shitty. Oh, no. Uh, come now up he and... goes up to the star. So her name is um, Gloria Brent in this movie, okay? By the way, she's still alive today. She's like the only one. Wow. Um, and so... He goes, who's the casting director? You know, and they go, Brent, over there, Brent. He thinks it's Mr. Brent. So he will call Gloria Mr. Brent throughout the whole film. Classic. And is that really Cecil B. DeMille? Well, not yet, but we'll see him. Yeah. He's going to play himself? He plays himself. He was kind of one of those personality directors, like Hitchcock during the 50s. Like people knew of him. Otto, even our friend Otto from uh, The Great Gabo, Otto van, uh, Eric von oh, yes, Stronheim. Right. People knew him as a celebrity. I guess Orson Welles, too? Yes, Orson Welles for sure was a celebrity director and maybe the, bird, uh, the, the granddaddy of them. Maybe, maybe you're right. Yeah, he was a showman, you know. So he's gonna, she's going to say, well, I'm the casting director, right? Right, well, yeah, it turns into, excuse me, Mr. Brent, are you Mr. Brent? Excuse me, Mr. Brent, and he goes, she's Mr. Brent. And he goes, oh, imagine that, an old friend, and he, she happens to be the casting director, you know, because they met a minute ago. Nice save, Donald. But she doesn't like him. She's not impressed with him. And he goes, she's like, you're, you're too short, your ears hang too low, your eyes aren't lined up right. And he's like, this isn't a beauty contest. I'm a comedian. Yeah, I don't want to be pretty to make someone laugh. I feel, man. I fought. Did you know my resume? I was a vaudevillian. I fought I, it across the country. You think if there was if vaudevillian was current now and just the way we know open micers work, will people be like, yeah, man, I'm a road vod. I don't do this like open mic vod shit. I go around the world. I go around the country. I, I drive around and I vod everywhere. I'm a vodder. I'm a vodder. What are you? So she's like, fine, vaudeville star, make me laugh. So he goes off to do it. Now, Peter Laurie's the director. He plays it very flat. I like his character. I don't mean flat as, like, he didn't do it right. I mean his character's flat. Now, that's Uncle Fester getting put into the pot. Really? Yeah. I saw Steve Coogan, right? Jackie. 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 Uh, Steve Coogan is uh, Alan Partridge. He's the British director. He he was in uh, Laurel Stan and Ollie is uh, I'm thinking of yeah. Uh, and Cecil you... B. DeMille is right above Peter Laurie right now, fucking with the camera. Oh no shit! Good for him. Uh, I always liked you. You know how they always like you ever see uh, man? I'm all over the place, but you seen Man in the Moon, right? The Andy Kaufman yes. biography. Yes. It's not true. Events are kind of jumbled around, mm-hmm. and then the worst part is that during the funeral scene. Everybody who never showed up at his funeral play themselves at attending the funeral. Oh. <laughs> so, 
you know, so I'm sure Cecil D. Milton, now he's buddies with Buster Keaton, according to this movie, right? He's very amorable. Right. Yep. Okay, now, so <clears throat> you go, Uncle Fester goes up and he's like, look, something's wrong, Peter Laurie. Nobody's laughing. And he goes, you just play the scene. They'll laugh when it's on screen. And then, then Buster Keaton goes, no, they won't. And he goes, who said that? And he calls him over and he goes, oh, we are graced to have an amazing comedian. Right? So he's like, why don't you show me how to do it? He's sarcastically saying, go ahead. Oh, wait a minute. Is he asking him to make me laugh? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So now, once again, audience, none of this fucking shit happened. That's why right. this movie is a curse. Because you will think that you saw, oh, yeah, Buster Keaton, you know, he broke into the lot and he did it. They said, yeah, they he, told off. He, he told off Sydney Greenstreet's pal. Yeah. It was, B. DeMille was there. I have to think, you know, there was a film called Wired, the John Belushi movie, which was the seventh movie uh, this podcast did back oh, in the day right. on YouTube and grabbed onto it. It is mm -hmm. not on YouTube. Otherwise, we would rewatch it, Carl. Absolutely. Okay. But one of the things the John Belushi biography does, one of the worst movies of the 80s from 89, is that they didn't have the rights to any of the Saturday Night Live bits. So they would have to create their own bits. Right. So for the most part, they had the music rights for the Blues Brothers. So most of the time when Belushi was on SNL in the movie, like, look at this bit. This is fucking racist bullshit. He never did this shit. Well, it's not it because, <clears throat> listen, not because it's racist. Right, and but it's please stupid. don't be woke because this is why we're woke today because of this old bullshit. We shouldn't. Yeah, be right, right. Now look. But, yeah. Oh, go ahead to finish your story because I'm just going to tell you what's going on in the film. No, go ahead. Tell me what's going on in this film. I just don't think there was ever a movie with Buster Keaton with this scene in it. Um, that's very possible. Now, Buster Keaton. Okay, all I was going to say is that this is the whole make me laugh thing, and he is doing it. So the end of this scene should result in him getting a part or something. Right. But it doesn't. But it doesn't. Well, because he's an asshole show off and uh, a amateur who does should we get off the lot. Well, this is funny. Is it? It's like watching Wired where they make up. See, some of the sketches they did in Wire reflected John Belushi's life. So it was a wow. doctor with a Groucho Marx glasses telling him, why'd you take two lines and call me in the morning, Hong Kong? <laughs> and it's like, you guys don't have any rights to the SNL bit. So I wonder, like, and because well, what I was going to say is you're probably right that this never was a real movie or, or something like that. I, I'm betting but, the farm on it. But Keaton was on set and helped them with all reenactment of his old movies. He even put new things in. Oh, so maybe. All right. Well, then I take it back. Now, watch. Here's his humiliating defeat. They were just having him on. But meanwhile, he was making them laugh. Oh, you, they spent all this time and energy just to make him look like a fool on the set? Yeah, because it's a movie. The guy they lit a fire on the set? Of his budget, right? He's supposed to be, yeah. <laughs> so now he's embarrassed and he's basically going to leave with his head between his. He's, he's a pretty skin, skinny guy. I mean, he's what, 97 soaking wet? <laughs> you know, he just. This Donald O'Connor does not do a good job of being yeah. Buster Keaton. His yeah. he does not have the deadpan. Dude, I'm telling you, like, all. the worst part is that we have to watch him reenact scenes from the movies. So you're watching, again, I'm going to bring up other biographies. Lenny, Dustin Hoffman playing Lenny Bruce, doing full-on routines. Their soundtrack mm -hmm. was Lenny Bruce, was uh, Buster, mm -hmm. was uh, 
Les, uh, Dustin Lenny, Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce. Yeah. So it was Dustin Hoffman as Lenny Bruce. That right. was the soundtrack. Right. So you can listen to him doing Lenny Bruce routines as it. So I don't know. There's there's some people like I saw that new Elvis movie and you know that that guy Austin Taylor whatever his name is Butler yeah. did a fucking fantastic job. I should see it. Yeah, of course you should okay. see it, Carl. I think I have sixteen dollars left on my AMC movie card. Uh, it's on HBO Max. Aren't you like wired for the twenty first century? Uh, no, I have Cable. Hulu with ads. Right, I have me too. Netflix. I've got, of course, Roku. You turned me on to Tubi, which is pretty good. Pretty good. And, and um, I get Showtime, but it comes for free somehow. I didn't do sign up for that. I had HBO Max pirated for a short time. Yes, Boy, keep going. That was fun. That was fun. They kept scrambling the R-rated movies. It was like nostalgic for you. (laughs) Okay, so now we're getting a surprise. He's been kicked out and humiliated, but Gloria comes along and says, I want you to report on Monday morning. What? So this is real. This was like one of the first times he got noticed by the studio. Now, Donald does an okay job of doing everything Buster Keaton did. But the thing is, it's just not special to me because. Yeah. Like I agree that, with you. Like that. You see that like fling into the air? It was yeah. obvious. I'm acting fling. Whereas oh, absolutely. Buster Keaton, you just, the, a fuck up happened, you think, as a viewer, you know? Well, he was the master of the deadpan, right? He would fuck yeah. up and you would see it on his face that he's not, you know, you could just see it on his face, which is that nothing. That literally comes from vaudeville. He used to, he found out that. When he would get knocked about on stage and fall and pratfall, you know, he used to make, oh, I got hurt or, whoa, that was fun or something. Then, But he got harder laughs when he kept his face completely still. Like he couldn't, like, like he didn't, he doesn't, like everything's getting past him. He doesn't know what's going on. So he, that's how yeah. that was born. It's remarkable, man. Like we'll, we're more than willing as a civilization to laugh at someone slipping. But the reason is because we look in their face and we see ourselves. Yes. This could totally happen to us. Yes. So that's where his deadpan came about. If he just acts like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) like he's just, he's a little bit dumb. The kind of, like, it's going too quick for him. We've watched a few of his movies. And of course, I infamously uh, referred to him as Harold Lloyd because I liked the movie so much. I didn't give (laughs) give Buster Keaton the credit. Uh, Well, the general was fabulous. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, it's everything you want to see in an action film, action yeah, comedy. Yeah. And, um, um, well, that's all I wanted to say about it. Yeah. Oh, the preview cards, Carl. This is, this is still happens today here in Hollywood. Oh, today it's Yelp. Look, hey, I got to turn off the, uh, going. I got to turn off the studio oven. I'll be right back. Okay. Damn it. Damn it. Uh, okay. On the left. If you're old like me, you'll see that Tom is sitting there, and Tom is Oscar Goldman from from the Six Million Dollar Man. Later, and the Bionic Woman, but we all know that was a spinoff. That was like Superdog. Buzz, bring Mr. Keaton in here. Now, Tom and Gloria will go on to have a romance. Like, Tom is the competing love interest against Buster. 
Ah, uh, you want to see me, Mr. Uh... Larry what? Larry what? Carl, Carl. Big ball. Larry Carl. Winters. You want Wonderful. Audience, I know you can't see, but he just showed me some sort of casserole fresh out of the oven. Mutiny radio oven. <clears throat> okay, so anyway, right now they're like, they don't say people liked you, but it's pretty obvious that he's there. They're What's not the saying that people liked him, but it's pretty obvious he's there because people liked him. So they're offering him some rinky-dink little start-out thing. So he's, and then we could talk about it in two or three years. And two so, three years. so is this like a short, like a 20-minute, uh, or? No, he, he did well in the film. He performed well. So they're giving him, okay, you could do more of the same. And he goes, great, I can direct. They go, no, Buster, no. you cannot direct. And he goes, we'll talk about that in two or three years. And he goes, fine, we'll talk about it in two or three years. And leaves. The glory will go after him. What the fuck you doing, man? And I, I want all artistic control. Sure, in three years. Okay. Okay, see you then. <laughs> As it happened. I don't know. I don't think so. You know? I mean, where's Fatty Arbuckle? Uh, you know, he's coming up the ranks. They don't, he, he didn't go and shoot one thing, and then they read cards and offered him something. This is all a lie. Yeah. Why would Sidney do that? Listen, Sidney is good. Sidney Sheldon. He would go on to do uh, the Patty Duke show, I Dream a Genie. He made yeah. a heart to heart. He made a, uh, he got, he was a broad, he did six Broadway plays. Um, and he, he got an Oscar for something he wrote. It's called The Bachelor and the Bobby Soxer. I have no idea anything. Oh, I think I saw it. that one. 47? I don't know. with Debbie Reynolds, but I'm thinking of something else. Um, <clears throat> that's not in front of me right now. All right, well, no worries. No, but actually, I'm thinking of a different director. Oh, okay. Now, what weird thing happened is when he was done with directing, he started writing romance novels. And he was so a fucking man. Because doesn't that name ring a bell? Yes. Because whether it's in romance novels I read or the I Love and I Dream of Genie reruns I watch. <laughs> now, right now, you will, it'll be like, Buster, you're crazy. You're giving it all away. And then Larry will come out of his office and say, come here, you. And Hello, go, Larry. Right. Uh, oh. she, goes, she goes, you can go back to vaudeville. And he goes, I don't need to. I just became a movie star. And he walks in. Of course, I'm doing the voice much better than Donald O'Connor ever did. He has a, well, in his talkies, Carl, yeah. it sounds like they deflated a punching bag, <laughs> and then they left the punching bag in the garage, you and just, then they dragged it out for the movie. You just movie. never heard him from the start, right? If the first right. time you ever saw Buster Keaton, he was doing the same pantomime, but it was a talkie. You know, if you knew his voice, you would have accepted it. You, Ouch. It's like when you see the radio star's face, and you're like, ew! Right, I Michael Savage. Well, that was a great thing about Howard Stern, and he made no bones about it. He went ahead and, like, uh, got yeah. contact lenses, and he shaved that yeah. mustache, and he grew yeah. out his hair originally. Or maybe he just had the extensions to begin with. Tried to look like a rock star. Okay, so here we have our movie star. Yes. And she knows that Buster Keaton is a rising star. So she's waiting for Buster That's Keaton what she to said. come and ask her out. Hello. Now, this person is fake, of course, but they're sort of like an amalgamation of a bunch of people. Um, <clears throat> where is it? Where is it? Where is it? 
He was how many times was Buster really married? Three. The last one was the real one. The last one was somebody who really loved him and he loved her. Um, The character of Peggy Courtney, that's her name, Peggy. And she's going out to dinner with Buster. And Buster will be like low class and he'll get embarrassed. Um, She's a veiled reference to Buster Keaton's mother-in-law, Margaret Almidge, who was known as Peg. That's the second wife who like took the kids. The character, uh, he's a com- this character is a composite of Norma Talmadge, May Murray, who he's married to, and Gloria Swanson. Now, really, why, yes, but why make one? Why not just tell the Buster Keaton story? You know, there's really a good story there if they would just tell it. When the kid was in vaudeville, he one time a tornado came and swept him away. He got locked in a trunk and he almost uh, suffocated. That would be awesome. Watch. <laughs> there are movie plot points, you know what I mean? Like things yeah. to watch in the real life story. He was in a sanitarium for drinking. He didn't just hang out in his house like this movie does, you know? There's and his story was he was really talented, you know. He meets Fatty Arbuckle. Couldn't you see a great movie? Say, kid, yeah. why don't you come over, you know, oh hey. your protege. I'm driving up to San Francisco. You want to come? Uh, yeah. No, thanks. I'll split the gas with you. <laughs> Sorry, you're too fat, Artie. He had a weird card oh, fat in our buckle. Hey, isn't that so-and-so? Oh, he's, yeah, no, oh, oh, no, he's class, class, low class. Right. They really don't know him yet. He's sort of like a rising star. Look at her face. Look at well, he's face. eating like he's a, a poor Vavillian child. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's how he came up. Now, this woman here... Um, she was the queen of Technicolor because she uh, photographed so well in it. Um, she she's terrific in this films. movie. Yes, I mean, yeah, and glamorous. I mean, you can't, I can't copy that look. No, she, well, yeah, she was super glamorous and really big in the forties and fifties, and she got married six times. All right, yeah, I put spustered, and, and yeah. she only had one. Kid out of six guys. Buster had a couple kids, right? Uh, yeah, Buster had two kids. I'm not. I don't know everything in the world about Buster. I've seen. No Buster. worries. No worries. That's, this is it's a big step because when you have a, a Hollywood uh, hagography yeah. where they embellish and they combine and you know follows a formula, and I can even, do the same thing. Yeah, and it also is a celebration of itself. It's Hollywood, so it's yes. a Hollywood movie about Hollywood. So exactly. I understand the, the trap and the allure, but. Uh, yeah, you know, Buster Keaton had six toes on one foot. He had six toes. Yeah, I made that You need to up. know that. I made that up. Made that up. <laughs> oh, all right. So Buster Keaton would wipe. When he would wipe, he would go back to front. Look at this. He got a private table, Carl. He knows well, he's not going into another <laughs> restaurant and make them laugh at him. Right. What? <laughs> he's hiding because he doesn't want... No, he's got a fork. He's taking her to a place that he knows really well. It's a place Ah. he drinks at. And so they know him there. And he, like, gave him a couple extra bucks to – it's like he had a failed date with uh, Peggy. So now he went and got Gloria and said, all right, come on. All right, I'll take you out. Yeah, come on. I know a good one. Let's get some real pork chops. Fuck this. Two five billion flop house uh, pork chops. 
<laughs> right away, Mr. Keaton. Listen, I want to meet the, the matron who's going to be cooking these pork chops because if she isn't from the orphanage down the, the Vaudevillian orphanage down the street, I ain't eating them. Now, get, that yeah. Peggy, right, her six husbands, I think she just was a young because she's got the first one two years, the second one two years, the third one two years. I mean, that sounds like having a girlfriend. You know what I mean? Right. And then the next one, six full years, and then 24 years and 14 years, and those two guys died. Well, what a great life. Well, I'm saying, like, I think she was just young, and oh, instead and of married. having a boyfriend, she'd get yeah. married. Well, you know, no sex before marriage. <laughs> I don't know her personally. I don't know the story. I just happen to say that well, out loud. With her having only one child, it might have been no sex after marriage, too. Right. <laughs> Are you ready to that down? I'm going to do that at the open mic. No, not, not about her, but how about this? I'll do this at the open mic. Uh, they say no sex before marriage. Well, let me tell you something. No sex after marriage. That's no. the, okay, that's the punch. I could do yeah. it. I could figure it out. I'd have to enhance yeah. it. You also have to be, it's got to be like that, uh, you know, the angry uh, guy. Uh, I'm so sexually frustrated. No sex before marriage and no sex after marriage. Uh, yeah. uh. You know, people will probably see it parading down Broadway when you say, and no sex. You'd have to change the last words. After marriage, it would be. Uh, <coughs> no sex. No sex after. I mean, you could go the. I don't know. All right. I'm sorry, Carl. I'm oh, trying to work. Cool. I don't want to sound like a misogynist when I do like, jokes like this, but it's, it's really hard not to <laughs> sound like it. Oh, a fancy pork chop for you. Here you go, Buster. Pork chop special. Mama says hello. <laughs> we just killed this pig out back. Out back. It's a squirrel. You know the score. Now, Buster Keaton was the technical advisor to this film, but that doesn't mean he helped write the story at all. And he was a little bit oblivious to it. He was just there the days they were doing uh, filming. But and this, this scene right called, here. Right. This is called The Criminal. And Buster Keaton, in real life, in this movie right now will be one of the cops. Like one of the cops got sick and he was on set. He goes, I'll do it. Oh, wow. It's, it's very hard for me to tell. Once again, Donald O'Connor does his job. Okay. And he does reenact and everything and the jerky herky, you know, and he does the stunts like this. Like you see how we went, Oh, shucks like that. Buster would have done that. You would have believed it, you know? Right. You don't believe it from him. But he still, he does his job. Did you ever see Chaplin with Robert Downey Jr.? Is this... No. I saw it, but I don't recall it. I think yeah. I was more surprised. He puts than... jacket on with the phone. Uh, and the, that's, I think it's funny. But it's just, I just know that the Buster Keaton one, I never saw this one. You think it's a good job? That, I mean, I think it's a good job of uh, him reenacting. Yes. It, it's respectful to the man's art. You know, now, look how he gets hurt here. I don't think it's a stunt, man. Oh, you think it's him? I don't know. That's there a pretty he stupid is. stunt. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Oh, he's going to Yeah. Buster Keaton. Now, tr try to help me find which one. one. There, are you my daddy? I mean, the Buster Keaton? <laughs> <laughs> now, this is really weird. He's going to jump into that woman's stomach. Watch this. This is so bizarre. 
Was oh, you it did see this film. You did see this film. I listened to this film while doing the uh, making dinner. Boom! Disappeared. Yeah. Look, nothing behind that wall either. Also, I think that's a dude. It's just right. funny. Okay, uh, here comes a Buster Keaton. I don't know. One of these. Now, I have a suspicion about which one at the very ending of this segment. See how good that was? But is it necessary for us to watch this in a movie house? A reenactment of his greatest hits? Uh, no, I do not think so. Uh, oh, hey, did you ever see the Chuck Barris Gong Show docu- uh, yes. biopic? Yes. Uh, the one George Clooney directed? I didn't know that. I, I know the actor, and you'd know his face. Yes, Sam Rockwell. Look for Keaton. Okay. Okay. Not him. Not him. one him? scene, and I think Keaton is the officer all the way to the right on screen. I'll, I'll tell you when we get there. Sure. Well, I'll talk about Chuck Barris and the Confessions of a Dangerous uh, Mind. It was but, good. Yeah. It was based on his biography where he said he was a spy. And okay. I think it was because he was he wanted to add some, you know, and he played it straight. And they played it straight in the movie. And it was good, you know. And it gave a little depth to, instead of just reenacting it. There's a certain angle that was, was based on him. Film. His own film. Okay, now wait, wait. Here's the scene. You help me now. All right. On screen, the rightmost cop. <clears throat> I think, that, okay. He'll, right. You see on the right there, the darker curtain? Yes. Look there. I think okay. it's Buster Keaton. There right he there? Is. Yeah, there he is. You can tell by his face. Yeah, look at him, this posture. But it's still a question mark. I, I He's the one that's most Keaton-esque. Uh, life is too short. I'm going to say it's him. Yeah, me too. Oh, you got the banana after this all. This is mini banana. Burp, thank burp, you, burp, real burp, Mr. Burp. Keaton. No, thank you, Donald. We are talking over the <laughs> I, I listened to this while doing dishes, so I know the music that they play is worse than anything I've heard on Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes had at least a sense of humor to it. Little subtle nods in here and there. But this is like full-on rips of song. If you're tired, the go-to-sleep music plays. When he wakes up, Greenlands or whatever. Happy days are here again kind of songs when it's yeah. good times. The whole orchestra plays. Which I don't get. It's a silent movie. So if he made it, it wouldn't have a soundtrack to it. Now we're getting a fake story about the parents. That the parents, uh, like he tried to offer them a summer home in Michigan. I don't know. Listen, those new fancy if you want to know the Buster Keaton story, don't watch this film. Watch a documentary. It, yeah. If you want to watch this film, go ahead. But just think it's the, the man who, the rise and fall of the Hollywood star movie. Because this is not Buster Keaton's life. Doesn't it kind of feel that way? Because he is a silent movie star, mega star. And now as the years go by, Al Jolson. Don't, wait, do we get to the part where the, I, I did see the scene where the variety says, Al Jolson says his next film will talk. Right. You see that? And yeah. then you see a marquee with Al Jolson all talking. Now, the film wasn't all talking, and they never advertised it that way. It was just another thing for this film's plot. This film claims that the talkies killed Keaton's career. But this but could be any he, Hollywood icon, any Hollywood silent right. movie star. Yeah. That's what this movie is, the Hollywood rise and fall guy. Of, But in real life, he signed a contract in which he was now a member of the uh, studio system. And he didn't have any creative control. He couldn't make up things on the fly. He lost 
they said, this is the next movie you're doing, Buster. It, you know, he would be under other directors. That's the real story. And this is weird because he goes and he gets Gloria as if like he loves her or something. Like, come on, girly. And then he brings her to this house to say, this is the house I'm going to try to marry Peggy for. You know, Peggy and I will live here. So this is this is his own estate, right? Like, this is what he bought. Well, like he just bought it like today. You know, it's him being crazy. You could tell he bought it today because MTV Cribs is waiting to film him. <laughs> Come on in, welcome. Hey, I just moved in, so there's only a couple bottles of uh, milk in the fridge. Look how they built it on a train track, dummy. Yeah. Well, Harold Lloyd, who of course I get mixed up, uh, had his own estate, and it was called Green Acres. <laughs> Uh-huh. Which I think it was sold eventually after his yeah. passing. But uh it was a fancy smancy, you know, and they would have publicity, holiday, you know, they would all have their Christmas photos from their house, this lavish house. Right. Very nice. And parties. Like Fatty Arbuckle's party, right? Well, and that was in a hotel. House. It wasn't in his own house. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Forty gallons of booze. Yeah. If you believe. <laughs> You got some jazz music in the background. Burr, 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 burr. The... Well, right now we got the... Go ahead, play it. Right oh, now yes, we got that happy chipper music. Like, everything's going my way. Sorry, I've been so gregarious this episode. Ah, uh, he just played four notes. Do, 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 do. <laughs> six, five notes, six. Six. No, I can't six. play a note. Happy music. Possible. It does. It's like the the. I'm just being in dreamland from this music. Now he's gonna drop the bomb on her that he's gonna try to ask Peggy to marry him. So let's see if the music changes. Yeah. Da -da. You could have been number seven. It's scary emotions. Scary. Uh, but love will oh, gonna ask Pe 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 Peggy to marry you. Huh? Do -do -do. <laughs> so the music just saccharates this movie. A lone violin wailing against the backdrop of clarinets. Let's have a drink. Now there's Oscar Goldman of Steve Million, Six Million Dollar Man. Yes. Still looking the same. Yes. Even though it's the 50s. Even though, well, no, he looks older in the 70s. He does. He's got these yeah. glasses on. He was the Shell Answer Man. That was his corporate thing all his life. He was born in New Jersey. Take that, bitches! Oh, shit. How do you like me now? We got, we got Oscar Goldman! Yeah, it was, you know, you were making fun of New Jersey, but did you know the Shell Answer Man is from New Jersey? <laughs> yes, he is. Oh, I didn't realize that. I'm really sorry. I take back my comment about your trash. Now, Gloria is totally in love with Buster Keaton. And Buster Keaton's like, I'm marrying Peggy. Isn't that but great? She was friend? not even. She Was she really in love with him? I guess we just saw her. Yes, look at her face. Well, wait, listen to the music. <laughs> yeah, because it's goodbye. The studio is shipping her off to Europe? Well, okay. She goes and says, I quit. And, oh, 
And she goes, say hello. Why are you quitting? He goes, like, I don't know how he finds out. You know, he just knows it's about, he goes, I don't have much experience with the heart, Gloria. But if you want to talk, I will listen. Because I'm going to Europe. I need a change. And he goes, if you're going to Europe, go for the studio. Bring back the next Valentino. <laughs> so she's not fired. Now look, Peggy yes. shows up with the Duke of blah, blah, blah. Hiya, Duke, says the closed captioning. Is it Bul Bulgaria? Bulgaria. Bulgaria. Bulgarian. So goes, Thanks for bringing my girl to the party. And rushes off with her. What? Hey, he goes, do not pass go, he says. Do not collect $200. I am going to marry, yeah, the Monopoly dude. Did he have a monocle? No, nor did he have oh, a mustache, but I could have hit a top hat, so I had to say something. Because we saw Gabo with the monocle, and then we saw another one after. Um, we saw we Keaton saw, with the monocle. Yeah, Keaton, with well, the, he didn't have the monocle. Bi Biacle. Biacle. He had his full-on glasses without the little uh, ear thing. So it would be on the bridge of his nose, and he'd squeeze an eye. He'd squint. Right. It would balance on the tip of his nose, on the cr uh, crown of his nose, and it was balanced by two pieces of felt that was uh -huh. off the side of it. Yeah, that would hang down all the time. Now, that was 1929, and that's just a, it was a real thing you might see a guy with, you know? That's so <laughs> weird. Was, but I'm sure, like, if they saw, you know, they went into the future and Flava Flav has got the stopwatch, and, you know, I don't know, we've got the phone with uh, right. you know, ear pods or something. There, there's some plenty of silliness. I mean, he is a duke, and he you should always address a duke. So Hi, she, a duke. Hi, a duke. And she's a fuck, fuckus. A fuck, fuckus. She's a, How do you uh, say it? How do you pronounce it? Duchess. Fuck duke it. and duchess. But she, she fucks the duke, right? Oh, so she's a fuckus? Yeah, she's a fuckus. of York? Yes. Is that what you're trying to say? I never heard that one. New oh, Keaton what's film. the headline? That's half the headline. It says, is not a laugh riot. But they cut that part. Oh, he scores Coke again in new action comedy. <laughs> you know, it wasn't a tricky part. Oh, no. The caption turned it, the photo turned into the scene. Okay, now, this let's is the music. funny. Just because you get a surprise. He doesn't drown. You, you didn't. Oh, right. There you go. There you go. You probably just heard the. Wah, 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 wah. Wah, wow. Yeah, right. You hear the laughing music. Again, Bucks Buddy isn't this heavy-handed. See, the, the, the headline said the general. Oh, right, but there's no general scene. There's a Nanook of the North. Oh, Carl, good news. Nanook of the North is on Plex, a free streaming <laughs> service. Yes, the historically inaccurate. Wait, oh, shit, what's going on? I'm buffering, He's Carl. Ice fishing. This is the called the frozen. No, no, I'm, I'm I'm buffering here. Oh, sorry about that. Now Buster Keaton is on set right this moment, telling right. him how to do it and everything. Okay, so I'll let you know what time I'm at once you get better. Yeah. But for the audience, I'm just going. I'm not pausing or something. No, I I agree. Keep going. Buster Carl. Keaton in college. Another movie. Now we're going to get it again. We're just going to see him reenact one of his movies. And I just like that the real-life Buster Keaton was on set advising them. Yeah, well, I mean, those movies were classic. College is great. And uh, so I'm glad that he gets to uh, at least, you know, I, I mean, he's getting money off it too. All right, just tell me what number you are, and I'll catch up real fast. 
he was at he added his own new jokes too. Okay, it's 43 minutes and 17, 18, okay. 19. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. Okay. <clears throat> well, I'm buffering, but I'll I'll catch up. Wait, wait. You just said you were there. And right, now because you say it was I'm playing. Buffering. So well, I did, all right, let me try. I'm gonna do it. Okay. What's your minute? Minute again. I don't know. It's a black screen. It's not popping up for me. Ah, well, again. he's flipping. He's at an ice cream. He's got like a soda jerk thing and an ice cream cake thing. And it's day one on the job for him. So he's Pearl, I'm switching systems. Can of mind fuck ups. All right. I'm switching from PlayStation to YouTube on the. Wow, I got to tell you, Mutiny Radio's got a budget, man. It really has great equipment. It has an oven. By the way, station manager Pam Benjamin really pissed off that I cooked baked something in the studio that had zero milligrams <laughs> THC. What are you? Is it 30, 60, is it 100? I'm like zero. She's like, what? One time I in Mutiny Radio, I made um, I made fish in the microwave. Oh, Pam was oh, pissed. pissed. She was pissed. He was complaining Three about that. Three days day. of fish smell. I said, Pam, I know. I get it. It was like fish smell everywhere. It was like two years ago. <laughs> Still talks about it. You cooking fish. Uh, that was a classic. The Marl, did you burn popcorn? Damn it. She she bakes fantastic. She's a great chef uh, food. but and And, you know, non-medicinal food, too. Like regular edible human food. Uh, just a great, great uh, baker, and uh, she Damn has barbecues. Jam Benjamin. All right, I'm going. Keep going, Carl. I'm going to catch up with you, my friend. Did I tell you what time I'm at, or it's not time? Just, yet? just keep let the audience know what's going on, and I'll catch up to you once <laughs> I, oh, I can. Okay, another headline about a smash hit, TV smash hit. Now he's going to go in and start talking money, and they're going to. He's like. I want half the profits. And they're like, the fuck, man? Are you fucking crazy? He goes, other people get half the profits. He goes, yeah, because they put in half the money. He goes, okay, I'll mortgage my house and I'll put in half the money. He goes, all right, we'll do half the profits. And then they get out like a yellow legal pad and write down some legal bullshit. They're and that guy comes, the lawyer guy. That's uh, how business works. All right, yeah. where are you, Carl? <clears throat> Jersey. Uh, it's 45 minutes and 50, sorry, 54, 55, 56, 57, 8. Now I'm coming up on 46 okay. minutes. I'm with right. you. I'm right with you. I'm right with you. He'll mortgage the Taj Mahal. What? Is, no. he, is it a state called Taj Mahal? No, you're not with me. I am with you. He's shaking hands. Yes. 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 I'm back. I'm back in the okay. game. You two can't co uh, cover me, you know, can't suppress me. They can't step on me. Listen, okay, this guy acknowledges. Goldman's now writing down an official legal document. The yellow paper. Legal, official legal document. Take Buster's money. There we go. This is the scene I saw. I was, I just talkies. Oh, no, the end is near. It's Jolson to make talkies. Is it, that's the classic variety. See, at least this one uses the lingo. Picks. You know what I mean? Like, it's usually like, yeah, he wows with talkie, you know. So I, <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a very bland variety headline. Not up to their usual puns. Yeah, that's right. Well, it wasn't the New York Post. Well, the New York Post got it from them, right? Because they would say, pick sinks. Yes, you know. they did get it from the, him, them. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so Gloria's back from Europe, and she's like, thanks, thanks for the cure. I could give a shit about that, Buster Keaton. Right. In fact, I'm going to marry Tom. Or, Tom, or maybe the, the, Duke Tom? What's that? Duke Tom, right? No. <clears throat> That's Peggy, Miss oh. Glamorous. <clears throat> this is Gloria, the love interest of both Tom and the Buster casting Keaton. director. Exactly. Mr. Casting Director. Uh, Careful, I'm breakable. <laughs> Francis, it's great to see. I mean, Peggy, it's great to see you. Sorry, I thought you were Gloria, Francis for a second. Gloria, Gloria, Gloria. Gloria. Sorry. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. What a boyfriend. Oh, oh, Gloria. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. What a great right. What a boyfriend. Did you just mistake me for Francis the Talking Mule? <laughs> <laughs> um. So now she announces she's going to marry Tom. And Buster Keaton, a little hurt by that, but not terribly. And so he's like, come on out and see the movie we're releasing and our big releases tonight. Then we'll go down the town. Look, well, oh, Mary Tom, Tom, right? Yeah, that's Marvels. Oh, I say that all the time. Marvelous. Not, marvelous. No, that's not a Marv. It's not Marvels. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's Marvels. That's Marvels. Marvelous. Oh, Basel. Marble Tom. Marble Tom. Oh, this is the mustard mustard top. <laughs> marble, marble, marble. This marble top. Of clay. Oh, the dreidel song kicking out. Oh, let's hear some music. Speaking of dreidel song. Oh, this is where they drive around the theaters, right? Okay. So yeah, here it is. No, they're gonna pass the. New sensation. He's gonna, he's gonna think it's him and go. What a crowd! What a crowd! No, but he doesn't say just a crowd. He says they're waiting my, that for that new pantomime. That pantomime audience is huge. Uh, yeah, that's right. They're all talking picture, which is not true, Carl. Right? No, it was not true. The whole yeah. it was mammy. That was the yeah. the uh, talky part. Right. Again, as you were saying, we are uh, movies uh, have evolved, but don't forget we evolved. The technology of talking films started with mammy. So, yeah, it did. Yeah. Okay, you're saying that because of blackface, and of right. course, that is well, the and, and big trigger. That is the big well, you know, trigger. It's, well, I'm Jewish, too, so don't, don't get me wrong. It's a story about a, a rabbi's son who decides not to be a cantor, uh, and he decides to do minstrel shows. So, um, the thing is, on its own, without any politics around it, right. I see that and think of it as horrific, because what it means is they thought all black people were of a dumbness of a certain way of a stupid you people know, would pay to see that and they like were it was in business no but I, i'm saying like it shows that the the zeitgeist of the time was incorrectly thinking about a whole group of people as right wrongly okay without all the politics it sucks you don't need the extra you're canceled and I don't know all that extra I know, stuff. I know, I know. I mean, it's, not the, it's horrible on its own. So anyway, he's running out of money, so he's like, "The cook is quitting," and he goes, "Why? She doesn't like the food." Ha ha ha. And so the butler's he goes, "I'll sell a painting." And oh, pay he it. is look, he's so out of sorts. He doesn't even have a coffee table. Yeah, that's right. Because he doesn't have coffee; it's a booze table. Oh right. So, is the organ gone too? Oh, I never played a note. Nice. 
Guess I'll never play a note. I don't, I never played a seven note. He heard the repo men. They tried to sneak out last night with the organ. <laughs> you wake up, Buster. Stay there. Stay there. Who goes? Who goes? It was Stan now? and Ollie who took the uh, organ away. They went down the staircase. They went up the staircase with the piano. It was hysterical. Uh, what do you mean put in a dime? Ring, 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 not, ring. Like he's so broke, the operator says, please insert 10 cents. <laughs> the payphone has not been invented yet, darling. I'm coming right over. So he's like, okay. He calls up Larry and he's like, all right, I'll do it. And now Peter Laurie, the guy who dumped water on him, hates him. You know, even though he was a huge star, it doesn't matter. He's at, he's fallen to the ground now. He's doing a part in a talkie. This is like Wired. It's not a real person, right? It's a in the Hollywood tradition about Hollywood movies biographies. He's a, is he a real director or is he like a made up director? He's a made up director. Yeah. Cecil B. DeMille was a real director, and he got his cameo in. Yeah, that's all it was—a cameo. He goes. This, Mr. Brankington, is the microphone. He's got his cigarettes. That's your Peter Lorre? Yeah. You silent people have such trouble with the microphone. Well, he'll rot. Yeah, I can't do it. I, I love his voice. Here, let me, uh, now that I got back in the game. Okay, it's going to be a take. You're right, he definitely downplays it. And Rollum, see, I'm going to ask you to turn it up again when he talks about the microphone, because he'll go back to it over and over. That was bad for you. She said it uh, addles the brain. Does that sound yeah, like he does, have does he have a deadpan? He does have that wilting voice he really did have in the silence. No, and then talking. It him and singing in the rain. It sounds like him in the movie we saw. It's. it's... Hang it. <laughs> he keeps rubbing that in. Look, he takes, he takes his hat away, his signature hat away. Yeah, his signature hat. Wait. Throws it on the ground. Ah, the humanity. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, the humility. His, her, Keaton's career. Oh, the humanity. Oh, that was New Jersey. New Jersey made the Hindenburg crash, bitches. That's we got right. the Hindenburg, bitches. It was Carl from Aquatine. Who fucked it up? Got war to worlds, bitches. That's right. Jersey was invaded first. The Martians were like, Where are we gonna go? Jersey, bitches. Jersey. Rehabilitated. Rehabilitated. So he he has a hard time saying this one word and he'll fucking drink because of it and then after freak out because of it. Is what he gonna drink on set? Uh it was so hard to watch him do this. Oh, Cathartic. Cathartic. It's cringeworthy. It's cringeworthy, yeah. If it was acted a little better, though. 
Well, you're right. Donald O'Connor is doing an acting actor actor job. Yeah, he's you know he's as professional as you could get. It's just not. It's not necessarily like his acting is bad, but the idea to do a film like this is bad. You know, he's just the professional they got in to do it. Yeah. Now, after this film, he was no longer a leading man in anything ever again. He would be supporting roles from this point forward. Well, we watched one of his uh, six films he did with Francis the Talking Mule. We watched yes. Francis Joins the Wax, the women's right. auxiliary uh, corporate. Oh, wait. Why women's... before we met your mommy, L-F-M. O-I-T. He goes, okay, reload. So Buster Keaton goes, all right, I'm going to reload. Go, 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 go. Oh, he is drinking on the job. Yep. He's going Eric Bogosian and Larry Sanders. Imagine that. You could buy your liquor and it had a pop cork, like a wine cork. Sure. I'm sure you could just refill it there. Or do you throw it away? Ah, Buster, no drinking the job. Yeah, he goes, you're up next, Mr. Drinking. I mean, Mr. Keaton. I loved you in Beetlejuice. That's right. Michael Keaton. Buster Keaton. You heard my three Keaton joke up front, right? It no, was Michael, no. Diane, oh. and, and Buster. Now, who's Diane Keaton? Should I know that actress? Yeah, Annie Hall. Oh, Annie Hall was... um. Uh, yeah, with? With, I guess, Keaton. I, what, oh, uh, oh Diane Keaton, who was... Oh, of course. Uh, she always wears the turtlenecks, and she's like... Yeah, they always wear the X-Wives movies. Didn't you see Palms? She was in New York City. It was a movie shot in Georgia, and she uh-huh. was old and lived in new york city it's such a new york city it started off with new york city you know exactly the shots i'm talking about right, right. and she lives in like greenwich village so you know the scene and then she goes to georgia to a retirement home okay and then it's all like georgia and that's where the industry is anyway but she joins the pom-pom uh, squad and she gets she ha- enjoys her life again uh is that for like football what's the pom-pom squad you know like a cheerleading competition uh-huh. okay yeah but they're old that's the gag the retirement home cheerleaders. That's good. Is yeah. something I should see? No, not at all. I just, <laughs> I stopped at a certain point. I thought it was fine. I mean, everyone was professional and God bless, you know, the Georgia film industry must be a beast. You got to keep feeding it productions. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, uh, made in Georgia. That's like a new thing. It's like, they're, yeah. they're like fudged with the tax rules. It's like, if we go to Georgia, we can make money on this film. I have to say there's a film called Vacation Friends. I guess it's on uh, Hulu. It's an original movie. It's really funny. And the half of it is they're in Georgia and they go to every single Waffle House in <laughs> Athens looking for them. You mean the, waf- like, the actual the yeah, Waffle Yeah, the actual Waffle House. Have you been in there? I've been to a Waffle House in my lifetime, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good experience. Okay, so now they're about to get married. And Gloria finds out Buster Keaton is in jail. He was at a speakeasy and had a big fucking fight. He didn't even know his name or where he was. He got locked up. So now Oscar Goldman is like, I'll send someone to <laughs> He goes, no, I, he goes, I don't want you to get involved. She goes, I am in- involved. I'm involved. Goes, I'll do it. Oscar, Oscar Go- uh, Goldman from $6 million band 
It's yeah. my responsibility. I'll go. We could re he they could rebuild him. Look with your eye. They're in the other room. Uh, thanks, Steve. Uh, we'll we'll take five dollars off credit for that one. Well, how much do I still owe the government? He goes and gets Buster. Now it's the morning, and what we're going to find out is last night Buster Keaton married Gloria the night she was supposed to marry Tom. What? Yeah, that's right. I now, didn't, did this know, really I didn't hear this part. What's that? I must have not heard that part when I was doing dishes because. Yeah, I don't know if. I mean, this is hour twenty hours. This is ninety-one minutes. That's a lot of dishes, dude. Well, I was preparing. Uh, you know, it's I got to clean up the the mini radio kitchen uh, for the next person. I know Pam gets so furious. You got to well, clean up after yourself, or she she's will. a perfectionist when it comes oh, to the yeah. kitchen. You got to keep it clean so you can bake. She ran in. She said, "Carol, I can't do her voice." Carol. That's yeah. That sounds like Pam. <laughs> I well, said, do, do Peter, I'm cleaning up now. Do Pam is uh, Peter Lorre. Carl. <laughs> the kitchen is all dirty. You know, this is a, called a kitchen, and the kitchen is very dirty. This... Some dude named Carl's up next. Here, let this sink in. Clean the sink. Oh, so he's like reenacting, like he's discovered, and then I did this, huh? No, 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 she's doing it. I don't remember oh. that. He's saying, oh. she goes, why aren't you supposed to marry? I did get married. Why aren't you with your husband? I am with my husband. And then he goes, I need a drink. <laughs> oh, no. It's so simple, life. He goes, I have a cut here. There must have been a fight. The cop said there was. I don't remember that. This is where they should do the hangover part one, where he goes through Las Vegas to kind of discover what his last night was. She go, he goes, I'll get a drink. And she goes, I'll get it. And he'll get to get the coffee. And he's like, you know, that's not what I meant. Look, 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 good. Wank. Wig. Warp. There it is. That's it. With that first gulp, you're like, ah, the day has started. Now I could talk. Now. Yeah, right. Don't talk to me until I've had my coffee and Kahlua. <laughs> and Kahlua. Yeah, there's so the egg Kahlua. One time the family went to Florida and I was alone and um, I had like a week. And so I drank like every, I would, I would do my job and the day would be over and I would go to some open mic or something. I would drink to excess, you know, yeah. Just like one drink too much. I, I'm not a crazy person, but I, like my family's gone. After three days of it, I didn't like how I felt. I felt weak. You know, there was something like it wasn't a hangover because it was always vodka. But I mean, I started feeling physically like my muscles were achy. I could never be an alcoholic. I couldn't handle it. Lucky you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you uh, drink alone? 
No, I would like go to open mics or something, gotcha. you know, and or I'd be with Anthony Quinn or something. I think I'm going back before his time though. I don't remember. It was they were gone for a week, and I was like licensed to ill. And then after three days, I was like, uh, you know yeah. what, I, I, I don't need to exercise my right to party, <laughs> right? Totally. Well, good. Thanks for being so candid. And also, it's good. It's good uh, mic form, not to be wasted. <laughs> well, I uh, mean, yeah. I stayed sober for like two days or three days or something, and then you know, I just had a regular night. But I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so now, so now they're married, and it's like, um, so where's Buster? Oh, he went out for to get a, the newspaper. When will he be back soon? I don't know. That was three days ago. Really. So now she's overhearing him coming home. Good night, Buster. Hiccup. A car pulls off. Now we have a weird scene in which he's going to, like, try to pick a fight. Like, he's bored. He's got nothing to do. He's, he's gonna working, right? Slacks. She's paying his, their bills. Is she's signing he's checks doing. right now with a quill. Yeah, go ahead. Listen. All right. And by the end of the scene, she's talked him into calling up Larry to get a bit part in one of the movies. Snap. She has some European travel money. Right. That's right. I'm going to the track. She's like, fine. He's like, is everything I say fine? She goes, you can't pick a fight with me. I'm not fighting. Blazer for talking actors. No, really? Plays are for talking actors. That, pantomime. Yeah. Are there any pantomime plays? All stage description? I'm a palindrome, uh, palindrome actor. Palindrome. Any any plays that begin and end with Madam on Madam? There's some cue cards on the top shelf. What, what are they? Not cue cards. Uh, do you call them placards? Oh, placards. Placards. Why do you keep saying that? Placards. Well, Placards, because I don't know how to pronounce it. I never heard it out loud. What do you ever get on a plane? I get on a plane. Yes. Well, Where so do I see a placard smoking, on a plane? Do not tamper with the smoking signs and Those placards. Those are the non-smoking signs. <laughs> All right, never mind. You don't need to name them. They already have a name. They're the no-smoking signs. You want to go to the track with me? I don't go to the track. I don't like it much either. Then why do you go? Well, the afternoons get pretty long. Listen, it's a sure thing. The horse is called a sure thing. <laughs> oh, no, I got a sure thing. It says right here in the program. The, 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 the. Yeah, this is back when newspapers, you know, they spin the headlines. You can tell the story the newspaper. They don't have to turn on a TV set when they go home and the NY1, New York City, right. one is on. Uh, aching news, a meteor is heading towards the Earth. Uh, with this just in, a grocery store was uh, robbed and... Uh, <laughs> Private detective so-and-so was shot. I can't let you go on paying the bills. I can't pay them myself. I can't sell this house for as much as I mortgaged it for. I've got to do something, and I don't know what. So she's like, why don't you call Larry? Oh, hello, Larry. Fucking grovel for a little part. They're doing a film called Soldiers. Oh, you know the sitcom Hello, Larry. Mm, sounds familiar. Is it a threes? It was a spinoff of destined to fail. It was a backdoor pilot spinoff uh, from Different Strokes, and it starred recently departed Matt Star, 
Tony uh-huh. Stevens. And he played a morning DJ. No, he was like a trader of his time. And he had like a talk show. No, he had like maybe a morning show. And the show was called Hello, Larry. And people would call and they would say, hello, Larry. <laughs> and he, he was, you know, he was a dad, a single dad. He had two teenage kids. Uh-huh. Daughters. I don't know. Maybe they weren't teenage. I don't we, know this. This was 70s? 80s? It was like 81, maybe. Mm-hmm. 70s. It was that time period, that Twilight, when uh, Different Strokes was on. Yeah, it's weird how like the 70s ended and the 80s started. Now Reagan did make it a distinct cut. They, yeah. Like, all the hippie stuff was dead by 76. So it's right. sort of like the 80s started a little early, but not really because you still had disco and all that bullshit. Well, you can see in the fashion and just the way clothes looked and, and just this, the way things were directed, you know, that there was like, a transition. I saw um, I saw footage of when Reagan got shot Ooh. and it was like 80, 81, right? Yeah. And um, uh, all the, the crowds and the news reports, you see all the styles. It was that weird one foot in the 70s, one foot in the 80s, but they were making it up as they went along. I do remember that him getting shot. I I do remember seeing it. It was outside his car, right? Yeah. Yeah. Getting into the limo. Right. And, and that's when they, shot, they kept him going in. Well, they shot that. Uh... I forgot the guy's name. Um, yeah, because he's... Reagan didn't die. It's the one who fell in love with Jodie Foster. It's, um... Oh, he's up for parole. Okay. He was up for parole. I say let him out. Let... It's so long ago. That's all right. Well, let's get back to Buster Keaton's Hinkley? story. No, Hinkley. No, let's talk about Hinkley. Hinkley oh, was we, dead. Hinkley was dead? Lennon. Oh, Hinkley was Lennon. Yeah, right. What's no, his Chapman. Name? Chapman. Chapman, Mark. Yeah. Okay, then it was Hinkley. It was John. John you have to say three names when they're killers. No, but yeah, but the thing is, Reagan Are they didn't going to the die. track? Reagan didn't so, die. He wasn't an assassin. He assassinated, he attempted assassination of the President of the United States. He should deserve, right, what's like, his middle name? What's his middle name? I'm trying to watch the Buster Keaton. Oh, okay, okay. So now he comes in and he's like, okay, I'll be the star in your new film, Soldiers. And he goes, no, not the star, just a part. And he goes, all right, well, I want at least four setups because I have some, no time for setups. It's one scene. And he goes, what the Call general casting. I'm Buster Keaton, bitch. All right. You want an extra? You call the extras department. Yeah. Here's your extra as a box set, season one and two. (laughs) Now, on the wall is Buster Keaton in that movie called The Boat. And it might really be Buster Keaton. I'm not sure. We'll take a look at the painting. But I think this is a scene in which there's a flashback to it. Oh, Oh, it like it goes into the camera, moves up to the picture. Is that real Buster Keaton? Ooh, Looks like it, right? That's not the real boat, though. No, once again, we're getting a reenactment, and what gets right. me excited? Oh, about oh it music, is, music. Like, do, do, do. get ready, excitement. Right behind us, behind our eyes, watching the boat to our do left or the... right is Buster Keaton in the flesh, the real Buster Keaton. He was on cool. set. Sorry, I was so enthralled by that music. Taylor song. 
Uh, blub, 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 blub. The SS Minnow. Ha, 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 ha. So he's obviously going to sink. This is so crazy. Point. He's still... Do, 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 do. I guess that's the Pacific. I would probably be the worst silent movie audience member. I would tell the organ, like, can you stop playing like that? It's <laughs> just annoying me. yourself. Let's just watch it. Uh, hi. Hey, Michael, I, I had to tell you, when I saw the general, that's what I did. I you turned it, it off? Yeah. yeah. And every now and again, I would take off the mute, and I would hear, blink, a blink, a blink, a blink. And I'd say, yeah, that's right. That's why I'm muting it. Yeah. Well, you know, honestly, to be in the house full of everybody and have an organ play, like the, the cashier used to be, like, it's fun. It's great, mm. you know? One time I saw this movie, it was a silent movie. I was at summer camp and the guy was just fucking around on the piano and, and they said, please mute the, you know, turn off the sound of the movie and let's let him do it. It was pretty fun. That's cool. He I was doing it in that style. So I guess if you hear it in person, it's different than. Yeah, because it must be a craft in, in and of itself to be able to sit down at an organ and just improvise. Or, you know, maybe have some sheet music beforehand or, like, see it a little, you know, be a little prepared. But still, Yeah, he caught the ball? Yeah. Did you miss it? Where did, how did he catch it? It was, it fell into his hands. No, his hat. He caught it with his hat. They're like, hey, you're Buster Keaton. Now, the real Buster Keaton had a love of baseball. And he had friends who he talked baseball with and... At the, when they did the general, they would take breaks and do baseball games all the time. But he never went to the track, right? Or he went to the track? No, nah, it was just conversation. He never went to the track. So one way in which the film of Buster Keaton, if they really had done it, would have profited, and we would have learned all about his love of baseball. And that he locked himself, got locked into a trunk when he was a kid, a tornado. Yeah. And a tornado lifted him into the sky. Yeah. I'm just saying there's lots in the real Buster Keaton story. You can life. make this movie now in 2020, two, three, you know, like, I don't want to give away. Who's the guy who played in the Queen movie? Oh, uh, Mr. Robot. <laughs> Mr. Robot, right? Isn't he Mr. Robot from oh, oh, USA Network? You know the actor I'm talking about? I don't know Mr. Robot. You know the actor I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he did a stone face, if he did some, like, learning about Buster Keaton and action, I think he might nail it. It would make up for that Bond movie he did. And I could definitely be fi Fatty Arbuckle, because if they want me to put <laughs> on a few pounds for the part, no I think you guys, would, you guys would be great. <laughs> I've been there. No, but like they, there's, there's got to be some chubby today guy, you know, a young Jack yeah. Black. So all we're getting here is Buster's got nothing to do all day, so he plays with kids and he makes them laugh. Let's hear some music. Oh, and there's sweet and laugh track in this, right? Sweet what? They, no, they, it's kids. But they put the fake kids laughter in there, like you think it's you... fake, probably. It's a sound. It's a movie. Safe. Well, the sound is definitely, like, they did a really good job on oversweetening the sound on purpose. Okay, so now he's going to run outside of the baseline, which everybody knows means he's out. But it's a movie. See, look, ha, 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 ha. You're right. You're right. They did that in the sound stage. And pretty good. Oh, polishing our big now giant lamp. Oh, thank God. I was almost done. It took me six hours to polish that lamp. 
So as you know, Buster said, if you, yeah, I'm, I'm interrupting you, but okay. As you know, he said, you know, fuck you and your Benny part, right? And he comes in and has a great time playing baseball, comes in the door and she's like, you look happy. You got the part. Oh, right. But he told him, fuck you in the beginning. Right. So he doesn't get the part. So tomorrow morning, here it is, 7 a.m., time to go to the studio. He'll be like, he'll just wander around town. They had a single bed, but she was never slept in it. I don't know. This is a fake movie. I don't know what happened in... No, but I'm saying, like, in the 50s, you had to have two separate beds when you were married. Mm, like, no. I Love Lucy? Uh... I don't it was, a, so. it was a haze code that started, remember? remember uh, your father different than a movie, and this is yeah. 57. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, now he will trick Elmer Hayes from Kansas. I think it's Elmira, New York. He will trick him into getting, he's saying, say, I forgot my wallet. Can you give me 10 bucks? To, I'll mail you it. He says, uh, where do you think I am from, New Jersey? I said I'm from uh, New York. Uh, upstate. Elmira, New York. Make it out no, to our daughter. So I thought this guy was uh, Jack, uh, Jackie Coogan, who was uh, Uncle Fester. We really didn't get to see enough of Jackie Coogan. Jackie, well, he's the famous uh, kids actor that started a lot of laws in, in Hollywood and in America. That's right. Where, he yeah. sued his parents in like the matter of like $4 million. And we're talking about back then money. Uh, they squandered it. And there's, uh, let's see, the California Child Actors Bill, the Coogan Act, right. came out of that. And it provoked California to enact the first known legal protection for the earnings of child performers. Uh, Coogan continued to, to act throughout his life, labor, later earning renewed fame in middle age, portraying Uncle Fester in the 60s television series, The Addams Family. So he's very brief in this film. He was the kid. In Charlie Chaplin's yeah, movie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which was remade with John Voight and Ricky Schroeder. I guess. I don't know. Oh. Could I watch it? No. No. Okay. Okay, yeah. so who's been unceremoniously dropped at his front stoop? A drunk Buster Keaton off of $10 he ripped off a fan. Oh, he just went and spent that $10? Yeah, he got now ten dollars back then is about eighty dollars. So Didn't he hear he the, the guy's from El, he's huh? from Elmira. He probably had a bottle on him. <laughs> yeah. Say, I forgot my liquor at home. Can you give me enough to drink to get home? <laughs> so oh, now possibly. Gloria will have the realization: no matter what I do, this guy's a drunk fuck. I got him this job, right? right. It's supposed to make him get back to being a star again. So now she's like, since I can't do anything if I stay, maybe something will happen if I leave him. This is all made up, folks. Completely so made up. We know that one of the things he did as a talkie was perform with uh, Jimmy Durante. But I don't see Durante right. in this movie. They did no, three no, no. movies together. Right. And there's yeah. plenty of story in the real-life Buster Keaton story. I go to Amazon Video uh, Prime. Do you have that, Carl? Amazon yeah. Prime? Okay. Good. All right, you're almost there. And then uh, they have uh, Little Abner from 1940, and uh -huh. I'm still watching like three minutes a day of that <laughs> horrible movie, and he's in it. <laughs> I don't see it in this film. <laughs> three minutes well, a day. Now, um, 
the, uh, May Murray, his second wife, tried to sue this movie going, you, you know, characters fictitious or real, you ripped me up. And they proved in court easily. That ain't you, May. Right? right. This is like a fake wife. Oh, they were able to get away with saying this is a fictitious yeah. story. Yeah. So the, even they admit it. Sidney himself admits. Oh, I wonder where's she going? What's going on? She's she just literally leaving. packed her bags. Yep. Why Dear did Buster. I leave that? Dear Buster. Off. First off, thank no. you for purchasing this farewell journal. I knew it was crazy. I didn't know why you bought it months ago, but now this is really handy. Hi, we're the kids that had a great time with Mr. Keaton. Is he there? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Come out to play. I'm sorry. You're writing the Dear John Journal. We'll let you be. But first, oh, gosh. Can he come out and play? This is terrible. That's right. And they're like, he's sick today. Means he's a drunk bitch. He's hungover. Why did I buy a Dear John Journal and leave it on the table outside the door? I was just asking for it. Look at that dish for nothing there. You put your keys in there when you come home. Key yeah, dish. Well, they're home. <laughs> no, she doesn't need the key, right? She should leave it there. So I guess this is on video. You saw that distortion, right? And you can and see on the I right of the screen the, the buzzing. The audio. Now, this the was audio never right? released to DVD. It was never seen on television. It just went away. Weird. Um, yeah, let me see. Where is it? Where is it? Here it is. Um. It's a movie from the 50s. Why wouldn't they air it on TV at, at nauseum? Right. It's it's nice and cheap for them. Uh, as of 2018, this film has never been released on any home video format. No widescreen prints have ever been released to television. I don't know why they make... It's called VistaVision. That's why. It was... So anyway, we see it on YouTube, and that's like one of the only places it's available. What is VistaVision? I saw that in the beginning. It's like it's like wide left and right, like um, Lawrence of Arabia. You see the 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 they show you the the regular screen and the wide screen. It took a special projector for this for him getting rejected. This, this yeah, I know they wasted it on this. <laughs> but you should really see the orphans in Vista Vision, Carl. It's like so he goes do something funny, and so he does. And then they say, do something funny again. And he like fucks up and hurts himself. But they go, ah, ha, ha, like he meant it and leave. So he's all bummed out. Here, hold this flower. Huh? <laughs> 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 do something else funny, Buster. Want something else funny? Okay. Whoa, whoa. Well, yeah. Yeah. Whoops. Buster. They think, yeah, he was a real Buster. What a bummer. What they a, thought ouch. it was funny. So now it's time for this fake movie to change his fake life. And he'll walk past the for sale sign of the castle. A Shangri-La. For sale by Carl Halp Gorgages. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Mr. Yes. Keaton is here. What? Diane Keenan, let her in. Send them in. Diane Keaton, how? Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were your dad and your mom. Ah, right? Michael Keaton. Oh, I'm sorry, Buster. Sorry, Buster. He goes, Where's Gloria? I'm not telling you. 
well, I just want to tell her goodbye and I love her. Bye. He goes, all right, then, uh, then I'll tell you. Didn't he live in a trailer at the, at the studio lot? Yeah. We could have made a real Buster Keaton movie and we didn't. We blew it. We made this well, instead. Once again, even though I'm mad at this director, you have to respect what he did in his career. This was just a fuck up in my opinion. Sidney Sheldon. We wouldn't have I Dream a Genie if it wasn't for him. That was five I years running. I hear you, man. Now, heart to heart, we could have lived without. Oh, no, no. I got to have heart to heart. I can't live without heart to heart. But it's also bizarre that after he was 50, he wrote 18 novels and he sold 300 million copies in 51 languages of romance suspense novels. And he directed this film, an inaccurate portrait of Buster Keaton. Yeah, this film. Bring it in, morning cheer. <clears throat> you G L Y, you ain't got no alibi. You ugly, you ugly. You are now tuned in to Ugly Sundays every Sunday from four to six p.m. We got Christ One, Eight Scott, DJ Rowe, and I'm De Niro. So tune in every Sunday, four to six p.m. Ugly Sundays, and you know we still keep it pretty in these streets, baby. Yo, this is AKA, straight up from Fogtown, San Francisco, Daily City. Shout outs to Age, Christ, Ugly Sundays, 4 to 6. Thank y'all for tuning in. If you can't find true love, work hard, make money, and enjoy your single life.